Welcome to another episode of the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where I, Chris O'Mealy, and my partner in crime, Dan Peck, review every Simpsons ever. Dan, we're reviewing the fourth ever episode of The Simpsons, and mm. this one's got some history behind it, right? This is the uh, uh, classic. It is, a, it is a classic. It features one of the classic moments. And it has one of the better ending-ish parts ever. I don't know if it's the... No, it's not the actual ending. Which I think they probably should have ended there, because I think it would have been cooler. But no, it's, they have to have the... the. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, this is the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all! Nothing at nothing. all! And because it's an audio podcast... That could actually be the case, and you'll never know. We'll keep you guys blissfully ignorant about that. You're welcome. Hey, I don't want to know. Yes, there's no disgrace like home, which is also very no well known for being a season one episode that took a lot of quote-unquote creative liberties with the characters that the writers wrote off as just experiments and in some cases errors because as we're going to talk about the family acts very uncharacteristic in this one and we'll discuss the details of that as we go through it of course we have to start every episode like we always do with the chalkboard gag and the couch gag chalkboard gag was nice and easy bart rope i will not burp in class dan you never burped in class did you I mean, never loudly on purpose. <laughs> Just to get a reaction, yeah. <clears throat> and then the couch gag is another one of the family squeezes in. And this time, Homer pops out and just thuds on the floor. The best part is, Marge totally embraces that and just starts leaning on the arm of the couch while Homer's just sitting on the cold, hard floor. Yeah, I guess Homer doesn't need the couch. It happens. So, we're going to fade in and see Bart and Lisa literally shoving each other and arguing. And, of course, Homer wants to know what they're fighting about. And they said, we're fighting over who loves you more. You Aww. love him more. Yeah, you love him more. I, I kind of like that quick little twist right at the beginning. They, they take the unexpected, the unexpected turn. Because first, you're just like, oh, they're totally lying about what they're fighting about. And then, no, that's not the case at all. And he's like, no, it wasn't what they're fighting about, but now they're just continuing the fight <laughs> while taking their dad down a few pegs. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and Homer's like, all right, we'll get that bad behavior out of your system because we're going to Mr. Burns's company picnic and he doesn't want the family to embarrass him. <laughs> and Marge makes five gelatin desserts to bring to the picnic. Because Mr. Burns says that's his favorite dessert. And Marge is just like, he only just said he liked it. He goes, well, but we got to win brownie points. This is my chance. You know, it's one of those classic stories. Guy goes to boss's house or the, the old sitcom gag of the boss comes over for dinner and everything goes wrong. This time we're going to the boss's house. Now, of course. Uh, the Simpsons did it first and then they did it second. Yeah, yeah they did. Here's the thing. 
Knowing Mr. Burns the way we know him now, would he have ever had a company picnic and willingly let all of his employees onto his property? I mean, so, it seems like he hated it. And then he's like, and you got five minutes, so I'll send all the dogs. <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's part of our trivia for the show. That's actually the first ever mention of the hounds on The Simpsons. The hounds will be released in ten minutes. Yes. I mean, it seems like it, right? Because it's all about, like, you know... It's like, yeah, 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 you and your families are, like, on my mansion grounds. But I'm going to win all the fucking oh, yeah. competitions. <laughs> Everything's rigged. Uh, yeah. Like, and then, and then as soon as I'm sick of all you all, you guys got ten minutes to get the fuck off my property. That's basically what it is. <laughs> so it seems like, well, it seems like it's not Mr. Burnsy. It's also kind of Mr. Burnsy AF. Well, let's maybe this is maybe he used to be able to throw these kind of shindigs and be positive about it, but after doing it for so many years, he just got tired of it. Like in the fifties, it was great. Yeah, but now, <laughs> but it's, now it's the nineties and it's freaking awful. <laughs> like in the Shawshank Redemption, when he gets released because he tells them off. Oh, yeah. Morgan Freeman gets released because he basically told them to go to hell, and that was the cool thing to do in the sixties. So they let him go. And he was just like. You know what? I'm not going to waste mine or y'all's time. <laughs> I dig this. So yeah, they arrive and each carrying a gelatin dessert. Mm -hmm. Because of course they are. And there's Mr. Oh yeah, I also love the sign that says poachers will be shot. <laughs> Which means that Burns has stuff on his property that you can poach for money. Another typical, uh, aristocratic stereotype you know he's got trophy animals just running around on the property which actually we learn in future episodes mr burns does in fact have trophy animals that he keeps on his property so after all man is the deadliest game oh god yeah we'll talk about that in the future treehouse of horror so burns has got a uh, or uh, smithers making his first yellow appearance by the way because mm -hmm. last time he was not yellow, is handing Mr. Burns index cards as each family arrives, which is something that they took from Ronald Reagan, because that's how he apparently greeted people, because <laughs> he couldn't remember its details. So he had index cards. And, of course, Ronald Reagan was a, was a popular president among Republicans, and what's Mr. Burns on The Simpsons? He's the head of the Republican Party in Springfield. So, of course, he would steal a Reagan trait. In fact, this sh this show is almost so old, Reagan was almost still president. Just to give you guys an idea of how long the Simpsons have been on the air. The Simpsons are on the air. George W. Bush is the president. That's how long. I'm George H.W. George H.W. Bush. Herbert Walker. Herbert Walker Bush, yeah. And you think he... He actually appears as the president in the Mr. Plow episode before they do the episode where he appears as Homer's neighbor, which is a good one. That so, name again is Mr. Plow. I also love that uh, as as Burns is greeting the first family, the little kid's like, I don't, I had to miss Little League for this. And Mr. Burns like, oh, just let the tyke have a good time. Uh, Smithers, fire that man. I don't need that negativity here. Yeah, uh, he'll be gone as soon as the tug of war starts, sir. 
So yeah, Burns will fire somebody just because their kid's a smartass. And not even that much of a smartass. Sounds familiar, pal. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have to say that uh, Mr. Burns and Vince McMahon would probably be best friends. So, I also like that Burns mispronounces Bart's name as Brat, which, if you know anything about your Simpsons trivia, that's how the name Bart came about. It's an anagram for Brat. I always get this mixed up with another cartoon or something like that, where it's like this, where the, like, boss is, like, greeting people, it's families or whatever. I don't remember what it's from, though, but it's them, and they get the list of the family, but it's like five years old and like the little kindergarten kid is not alive yet. And it's like, oh, this must be little Danielle and, and David and expecting. That was actually a Simpsons joke that does happen in a future episode. Is it a Simpsons? Okay. It is, yeah. Because it's like, I thought this was a Simpsons thing. I, I know, I can't, I can see it in my head because I can see the card and it says, uh, and the where it says expecting. Yeah, they definitely did that on The Simpsons at some point. But I'm not saying another cartoon didn't rip it off. For all we know, Family Guy did it. Because I'm just like, Stewie I was expecting. This, like, it, I always like, whenever I see this episode, I'm like, oh, this is the one where it's like expecting, right? And then it's not. I'm I was like, actually then, thinking what that. What is that from? <laughs> I was thinking that when he pulled out the card. I was looking. I'm like, is this where it's going to say expecting? Nope. But I do remember uh, there is a future episode where he addresses the baby as Margaret. And he's like, uh, you got the wrong kid. <laughs> and they're like, uh, that's Maggie, Homer. So, they're at this picnic, and let's go over the, uh, the wonderful bad behavior that starts taking place. That's definitely the whole family being, uh, out of character. <laughs> First Except off... Except it ends up being kind of the character. Well... Lisa was a bit more of a troublemaker in the Tracy Ullman shorts. So that's not too out of place. And she's, you also have to remember, even though they flesh her out to be an intelligent kid, there are episodes where she does step back and be like, you know, I am an eight-year-old kid. She's still a kid. And kids are going to be kids. She's playing in the fountain. She's doing like the <laughs> Bart's chasing the geese, which personally I wouldn't do. Because geese are pretty nasty. This will fuck you up. <laughs> I also love that uh, they just drop up. Burns has just like a little entertainment room to put all the babies in. And they're just like, should we leave them unsupervised? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Let's give them a babysitter. And they turn on the happy little elves. Mm -hmm. And all the kids are mesmerized. And then, of course, Marge goes and starts drinking. And this is the thing that is a Marge thing from now on, is as soon as she starts drinking, she just goes down. Yeah. There's a little alcohol in the punch. It gets her and to then sing... they do a song and dance number about... Yeah, she sing... <laughs> She suddenly does a, a Dean Martin song. <laughs> she busts out the old Dean Martin just because she gets a little drunk. It almost makes me wonder if this was Marge's first time ever around alcohol, if she was that much of a lightweight. But I do love the uh, how the uh, father-son sack race is mandatory, and then mm -hmm. they immediately put the cheating things on. Mr. Burns, are you ready? Are you set? Go, Mr. Burns. And everybody's just falling in line. 
the best part is when Bart goes for it and Homer tackles him and Burns is actually kind of ignorant to it where he's just like, oh, that was a close one this year, huh? Which means, uh, has somebody always tried that every year or? Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Bart's pretty normal here, but Lisa's, Lisa's just as bad as Bart and really bratty in this episode. And Marge is just, Marge kind of acts like Homer in this, whether she's shoveling food in in front of her face in front of the TV. So, and Homer is kind of like the, uh, the caring, compassionate family guy. But selfishly. Selfishly, yes. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, he might be correct, but he's doing it just to suck up to his boss. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Homer's just mortified at this point. And at the end, Burns gives a toast and is just like, well... This is done. Now leave immediately because I'm going to release the hounds in 10 minutes. And of course, as they're walking out, you got that family in front of him. That they're just like, oh, thanks for the great time, dad. And kisses his dad on the cheek. And Burns is like, let's promote that man. Bart, give me a kiss. Ugh, that's the most insincere way to get my affection I've ever seen. So Burns is ignorant to a lot of stuff, but still <laughs> observing the things he wants to observe. Well, I think it's just a, it's just a, uh, you know, because it's it's the Simpsons, right? Pretty much, yeah. So it's of course just... he's gonna, he's just gonna think negatively about it, just, you know. And when they get out, of course, when they get out to the parking lot, that's when Homer's just like, oh yeah, we can. That's when Homer kind of reveals it was all a ruse. Oh yeah, now we don't have to placate anymore. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? That's how my family always is. You know, the kids are being polite. The wife's offering to drive, and meanwhile, Homer's kids are fighting over the who gets in the car first. And Marge and they turn up. into literal devils. Yes, one of us. Come and, on, Homer. And the other family ascends to heaven. <laughs> oh, poor Homer. So Homer actually kind of this whole gathering kind of hits Homer pretty hard, and he's just like, "All right, look." We need to change some things around here because the family's just eating TV dinners it, in front. You know, they're just lots of TV dinners in front of the television, shoveling food. And he's like, no, we're going to have a meal in the dining room and we're going to have a family conversation and we're going to say grace. And Homer's grace is really aggressive towards his family. <laughs> Like, really aggressive. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the growth. It's like, oh, Lord, my family's horrible. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> like, I, I get it, but it is really aggressive. It's just like, why am I cursed with all of this? And we're just like, well, there's something wrong with them, and I'll show you. So he starts taking them on this tour around the neighborhood, and they, they peer into, like, the, the super stereotypical wasp family. It's like... The entire family, the grandparents and everything, all the all the kids, they're carving the turkey. Then they peer in on the one family where the they're just having a meal by the or they're just hanging out by the fireplace. Kids like I heard something in the bushes. Mm, me too. We better get the gun. 
And the guy actually takes a shot at the family. Like, he comes out, sees the family, and actually shoots at them. (laughs) But yeah, they are pretty much illegally trespassing on all these people's lawns. They do finally find a house that's a dump, though, and Homer gleefully tramples their flowers. Unfortunately, Dan. It was their house. (laughs) Oh! So that's it. Family goes inside, and Homer's like, forget this, I'm going to Moe's. So, the bloodiest fight of the year is on TV. Uh, A black and white TV, of course, so I don't really know how you can tell it's the bloodiest fight of the year. And Homer's just sitting on the bar stool, drinking his sorrows away. In comes Lou and Eddie, the cops. Uh, Lou is the wrong color. Except instead of Smithers, who goes from black to white, Lou actually goes from white to black. They're looking for a family of peeping Toms that have been terrorizing the neighborhood. Yes. I also like that Mo offers some pretzels and Eddie's like, uh, can't, we're on duty. But a couple of beers would be nice. Yep. Now, even though Lou and... Eddie, to some extent, become much more competent police officers. It's pretty funny that they they take Homer's word for the fact that he's got snossages in his pocket and the dog totally found what it was looking for. And then, Homer, as Homer drowns his sorrows, Barney tries to comfort him by talking about how lousy his family is. Homer's like, you can't say that about my kids. And then they get into a bar fight that mimics the boxing match. And Barney KOs Homer on the floor. Best part is he's just laying there unconscious and Moe's just looking at him. Like, doesn't even care that his buddy's knocked out. And now for the savior. On TV comes the commercial. It's Dr. Marvin Monroe making his first appearance on The Simpsons. So I'm other... Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yes, Lou, Eddie, and Dr. Marvin Monroe. Oh, yes, please do your Dr. Marvin Monroe impression. Come on down to my clinic. Dr. It's the family therapy center. The ultimate slogan. It's family bliss or double your money back. Double your money back. And Homer's like, that's what we need to do. Yep, 555 hugs. So now Marge and the kids are watching Itchy and Scratchy together in the very first Itchy and Scratchy appearance outside of Tracy Ullman. It's a... I like to address the Itchy and Scratchy episodes when we get to them, but this one does no title. All I know is that Scratchy chases Itchy into the mouse hole. Itchy blows his head off with a bomb and then proceeds to go bowling with it. So that's your first introduction (laughs) to Itchy and Scratchy. Which is horribly violent. (laughs) But, yes. Horribly, horribly violent. So we gotta go to Dr. Marvin Monroe. And it's like, look, there's nothing wrong with the family, and Homer's just not going to listen. And it's like, so how are we going to uh, get this $250? Well, the only thing that they can do, the kids' college funds, smash the... uh, smash the uh, piggy banks and all they come up with is $88 and Lisa takes a couple of shots at Vassar 
which is a running gag on the show. I've had enough of your Vassar bashing, young lady. But they decide to do the only thing that they can do. They pawn the TV. The most uncharacteristic Homer thing in the whole episode is he openly gets rid of the TV. Even Marge is like, how about we just pawn my engagement ring? And Homer's like, no, we need 250 bucks. <laughs> yeah, just, but I also see, I could see Homer getting like so obsessed with a, a certain thing that he just doesn't think about it. And he's just like, gotta do this thing. Get rid of the TV. Yeah. And then, you know, if things worked out, he would have been like, holy shit, why did I get rid of the TV? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, luckily for him, things worked out. <laughs> but, <laughs> also, things, worked out. Yeah. Did you also notice that the, uh, the pawn shop guy knew Homer by name the second he walked in? Well, of course. <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> gotta love that uh, Homer must be a regular at the pawn shop and he he doesn't want to turn over that money that he got for the clinic but he does it now did you notice when they got into the waiting room did you notice who was in the waiting room oh yeah 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 I don't remember exactly but I didn't I didn't remember that there was somebody in there yeah it's the family the super nice family from the picnic are in there all angry and facing away from each other and out comes Dr. Marvin Monroe with the uh, the family that looks sort of like a version of The Simpsons, a knockoff version of them. And the dad delivers the classic Tracy Ullman line. Let's all go out for frosty chocolate milkshakes. So in comes Dr. Marvin Monroe. No doubt you recognize me from TV. Oh, I love Lisa's... Uh, Lisa's aggression. She's like, I don't know if I want to trust a doctor who advertises on pro wrestling. And Homer's like, boxing, Lisa. There's a world of difference. I always thought that was a funny line. So, yep, let's uh, let's start with therapy session number one. Everybody draw a picture that represents the source of your unhappiness. Everyone draws Homer. Yep, except for (laughs) Homer, who draws airplanes dropping bombs on the family. And he's just like, oh, I wasn't paying attention. Well, if you were, you would say that the family views you as an ogre. So the next step is to beat each other with foam foam mallets, which Bart immediately takes the padding off and whacks Dr. Marvin Monroe in the knee. It's like, hey, these things don't hurt when you hit them. He's like, that's the point. And he's like, yeah, but if you take the thing off. <laughs> yeah, it works much better. And he's like, all right, this isn't going to work. So now it's time for electroshock therapy. So it's only three levels of therapy. There's the drawing part. Well, the... I mean, I guess he, like, he's like, let's skip a couple levels. He skips all the levels. Them. Yeah. He absolutely <laughs> skips all the levels. Also, I will give credit that when he calls Homer an ogre, Marge and Lisa are quick to disagree, but Bart's just like, right on. And then Homer immediately picks up a lamp and is about to crush it on Bart's head. So, yeah, there's definitely not conventional stuff here. So so here's how this works. You're all strapped in and you're all wired into each other. What's going to happen is if somebody hurts you emotionally, you're going to hurt them physically. And that's as far as he gets because immediately Bart shocks his father, then shocks his sister. She shocks him back. Marge gets mad, shocks the two of them. 
And then somebody somehow had the brilliant idea to not only wire up Maggie, but to just give her buttons that, as a baby, she's just going to casually hit. And it's the famous scene, right, Dan? Where they're just yeah, shocking each just, other. They're all in a circle, shocking each other. <laughs> and they basically... Don't and they're let... shocking Maggie back. That's the more the more fucked up thing. Well, I think at that point they're just hitting buttons because they're. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it just goes out of control. The the best part is Burns is loving it because. It's, it's really out of control. He's getting all that wonderful electricity. Ah. And the power brownout makes everybody else flee. So Doctor Monroe loses all his business. And did you also notice every time they get shocked, they ended up resembling the uh, original designs? The uh, the rabbit versions? No, the Tracy Ullman versions. So, yeah, that's uh, the therapy. However, what does Homer do? He goes for that double your money back guarantee and ends up with 500 big ones. And it brings the family together because now they're going to go get... A new TV. TV. A 21-inch 21, 21 screen. <laughs> you're going to go get a TV back? Hell no. I'm going to get us a new TV. I'm pretty sure the monitor I have now is a 21-inch screen. <laughs> and it's widescreen. I think the, the monitor I'm on is bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, really. It's, I just love that that was the big deal. For and my first HD TV screen was smaller than this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my first HD TV was 19 so it was smaller than i think i had i think i had a i think my my original crt television was bigger than my first hd i had Uh, that's nuts (laughs) except for you know this was you know lcd widescreen (laughs) (laughs) but the therapy works it brought the family closer together so So, do they did do they have to give him the money back (laughs) no it's the simpsons that would never happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, definitely one of the uh, the classic episodes. And it's, it's, as the writers say, listen, it's the first season. We're experimenting with stuff. So and we're doing like two minute shorts <laughs> before this. Yep. So... This is also the first time we ever hear Bart say the phrase, don't have a cow, man. It's your debut there. Uh, a couple of other pieces of trivia. Matt Groening's 10th favorite episode. Okay. The episode appears, or specifically the electroshock scene appears in Die Hard 2. If you remember. Uh, another case of a real song. I talked about the, the Dean Martin song that Marge sings during the the picnic uh paul marriott's song love is blue is actually playing in the waiting room so even though we're only in the fourth episode that's going to become like a big thing with the simpsons they just blew they blew half their budget on two songs where there's one episode pretty much yeah also first ever simpsons episode to air in the uk and australia so this was (laughs) so my my pal Ian and our friend Matthew Anderson, that was going to be their first Simpsons episode if they were watching at the time. I guess that's a good thing, right? 
and another piece of trivia. Adam and Duel. <laughs> there was a uh, a film called Short Time that was released in 1990, and this episode aired before in the theater. Dabney Coleman is the star of the movie, and do you know what his character's name in the movie is? Marvin Monroe. Nope. Burt Simpson. <laughs> how, ap- how appropriate. <laughs> was Come on, Burt Simpson. Borch. Uh, no, my son happens to also be named Bort. Ah, uh, yes. So this this is one of the better season one episodes, I think. We're out of Bort license plates. I repeat, we are out of Bort license I can't wait to do that one. Yeah, this is absolutely one of the better season one episodes, though. Uh, Dr. Marvin Monroe is a, is a funny character. I also was always amused over the fact that he got retired because it was just too much of a strain to do the character's voice. He's That's one of the it. only characters that actually died, 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 died. <clears throat> uh, does, and then comes back, and then uh, dies again. <laughs> yeah, because he... Uh... Yeah, because he comes back in... Uh, diatribe of a mad housewife and he's like oh no I'm not dead I'm just very sick but then in uh, Treehouse of Horror 25 he comes back and they're like so are you alive or dead he goes I'm stuck in some kind of hellish limbo and when he gets stuck in the walls (laughs) after seeing Homer's ass he goes now I gotta look at that every morning (laughs) Treehouses are uh Non-canon, yes. But in uh, Bart's Not Dead from the season 30 premiere, or was it the season 30 premiere or the 29 last episode? I can't remember. The new episodes blend together a little bit, obviously, because they're not as memorable. But when Bart is seeing all the dead people and they bring back, like, Frank Grimes and everybody as ghosts, Marvin Monroe is one of them. So he's definitely dead. He's officially considered deceased. Harry Shearer couldn't do the voice anymore, so they just got rid of him. Yeah. Because <laughs> his, his death wasn't ever, like, acknowledged. One day he was just dead. So. They say it in that, um, that anniversary special, right? Like, yeah. What two characters are actually dead? And it's Whitting Comes Murphy and Dr. Marvin Monroe. <laughs> yeah, which popular characters? And, like, if you said them, you're wrong, because they were never popular. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but he comes. Murphy is one of the better, best quotes in television history. Which, which we'll is... get to eventually, sometime soon, actually. <laughs> About his Fabergé egg? No. Abbott? <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of my favorite lines, and I've used it in real life, not knowing what it was from. I did it in college, and I was like, oh, yeah, I just remember like some famous musician saying that like the blues aren't supposed to make you feel better. It's supposed to make everyone else feel worse. Well, and then, like we could we continue talking, and then my friend's like, "That was bleeding gums Murphy," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, it was." <laughs> that's that's your pre. That's everybody. That's your preview for two episodes from now when we review Moaning Lisa, because <laughs> Bart the General so we'll is the next episode. See that in July, probably. Uh, in like a year and a half, maybe longer. I might have a big old Santa Claus beard by then. 
Yeah, there was a nice delay getting this episode out, but it's here, and you guys can enjoy it along with all the other great stuff on CKCC Radio. If you like listening to me and Dan chat about stuff, you can hear us talk about pro wrestling each and every week on Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. And if you become a patron, you get a bonus Wrestle Talk show every single week. You can also check me out on Chris Ranks the Universe. Yes, I was actually in the middle of listening to episode two. When you were like, hey, let's do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm not going to have it be me, the reason why it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening. So I was I, in the middle of episode two. I appreciate that. It's what I and appreciate. We need, we need to have Mark on more uh, other shows. I will let Mark know that you have said that when I record with him. Yes, and you can also check out all the other cool shows on there. If you like listening to... Jeff Trelowitz, you got two shows, Ranking Tracks and Real Paranormal Talk. J-Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. First Monday of every month, you get Adrian Cotton's Motivational Moves Podcast. And coming soon to CKCC Radio, a show all about racing. Host of the Race Nerd Podcast, Matt Hardman, is going to bring his show to CKCC Radio. Possibly revamp. I don't want to call it Race Nerd because he might be changing the title. Might be changing it's a couple be of things. New and improved. It's going to be a re, re, reboot. And it's, it's probably going to start with a lot of retro talk because <laughs> yes, there ain't no races. Ain't no. There races. might not be races, but there's racists apparently. Oh, that's still happening. Yeah, and we'll talk about them on the Simpsons <laughs> in later episodes because those are some episode plot points. But yes, that was there's no disgrace like home. A recommended episode. Next time we will discuss Bart the General. And then after that would be Moaning Lisa. We will get to more Bleeding Gums Murphy talk. Until then, I am Chris. That is Dan. And do not... And if you, uh, if you do not receive family bliss from this podcast, you will receive negative your money back because I'm not refunding anything. Sorry. Uh, pa- pa- patrons don't get refunds. Everyone else does. <laughs> there you go. And even then, if they've already paid, they get nothing. You get nothing! You just don't get charged for the next billing cycle. And then you lose all your privileges. Good day, sir. All right. Let's sign out now. See you next time. Bye.